The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When the hour had come for him to pass from this world to the Father, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may also be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's gospel, Jesus continues his high priestly prayer that began in the upper room on the evening of Holy Thursday. In today's selection, we hear that the main petition of Jesus is for unity. So again, let me just quote part of that prayer because it's so intense. It is so meaningful for us today and has such great application. Father, I ask not only on behalf of these but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. That's the heartfelt desire of Jesus because he wants to bring us into the Trinity, the Trinitarian life, the whole church, the whole world. And it begins now. So how is this unity achieved? That's the question. Necessarily, it begins in our own heart, individually, because a divided heart will manifest itself out in various dysfunctional ways. So really, it begins with repentance. Repentance for our own sins, calling upon the Lord to forgive us, which he does, and for the Holy Spirit to heal us. Now that is why Jesus taught the only prayer to the apostles and to us, the Our Father, because we're calling on our Father, unity, and we're asking that our sins be forgiven, even as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And when we say it at Mass, it has great significance because we will receive the one body of Christ. And that's why we have the kiss of peace right after that petition for forgiveness. We want to embrace each other and leave all of the other things behind that cause disunity. Another source of unity would be this single-minded devotion to God. When we all have that same devotion, when God is first in our lives, then I think unity is attainable. 
This is what the Old Testament taught. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, we had that great prayer. Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when the whole community does that, there can't help but be unity. So that's an important source of our oneness. Also, it's very important to realize that this high priestly prayer Jesus prayed at the Last Supper actually continues today and all through eternity because, as the book of Hebrews indicates, Jesus goes into heaven after his ascension and he prays for us, intercedes for us. And so he would be praying for the same thing he prayed on Holy Thursday, unity in the church. Now what's remarkable about that is that by virtue of our baptism, we actually become priests in our own right, the common priesthood of believers, which means that we can then offer our own prayers in union with Christ as priests with the high priest Jesus to the Father. That way our prayer becomes very efficacious. And because of our priesthood, we can offer sacrifices. And St. Paul makes it clear, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your heart. In the first reading, St. Paul demonstrates how fragile unity can be. Now, he arrives in Jerusalem. He is quickly confronted. The Jews from Asia have stirred up the crowd against Paul, and he's arrested. Now, when he's brought before the council, St. Paul very deliberately says something that he knows will incite his audience because there were Sadducees there and there were Pharisees. And these were two groups that were divided against each other, even though they were all Jews under the one covenant. So what does Paul say? Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. I am on trial concerning the hope of the resurrection of the dead. Now those are words of incitement because the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, or angel, or spirit. But the Pharisees, on the other hand, acknowledge all three. And there was a great clamor as a result, immediately. Then it says, the dissension became violent. Now you see just the steps that are involved in that, escalating. Difference of opinion becomes an area of faction, which then becomes violent. Have we seen that before, just in our own day? Now, what is our hope? Because we see, just in our world and in the church, I mean, we have to go back to the various divisions within the church. In 1032, the division between the Orthodox and the Catholic still persists today, and then in the Protestant Reformation, further division, which continues to fracture, and all the religious wars that came out of that. What's our hope? Well, it's again put in the first reading. It says, that night the Lord stood near Paul and said, keep up your courage, for just as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, you must bear witness also in Rome. So there it is, in the midst of all of what's going on today and in our own hearts. Jesus says the same, keep up your courage. 
and for the very reasons that have been laid out. Jesus is interceding for us. We are interceding with Jesus. We're offering sacrifices. We are pleading for the Holy Spirit. And of course, this weekend, we will be celebrating Pentecost, the advocate, the consoler, the counselor who brings peace. Finally, as we know, in this whole area of Sarnia, we are entering into a family of parishes. And how vital it is for us to keep in mind the readings today and the passionate prayer of Jesus that we be one as the Father and Son and the Spirit are one because we have the mission given to us in our baptism to go out and proclaim the good news and we can only do it if we are in union with each other. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Those were the words of Jesus and they're true today. So let us going forward, especially as we prepare for the Feast of Pentecost, again, take those steps, confess our sins, be reconciled with God so that our heart is integral, whole, be single-minded on Christ and his mission, pray with Jesus for unity, offer our bodies as sacrifices to the Lord, and keep up our courage.